Welcome to another episode of the Prickly Cactus Podcast, the PCP, baby. I'm Quince. My host today is JJR, Jason John Royal. Your host. I'm your host now. (laughs) I'm my guest. (laughs) Yes, Jason John. Here we go. Jason John, how the heck are you, man? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. I might not be as as good as your uh, guest that was supposed to be here, but that's okay. We'll have to make do. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh... I can talk to anyone. Even <laughs> you. Yeah, I, t- I like talking in rooms with heavily padded walls, like this place I stay at sometimes. They put me in a room sometimes when I get heated with heavily padded walls. <laughs> it's the loony bin, guys. It's Bellevue. <laughs> no, Jay, you got some big, big news for uh, the pricks. You're making a you're making a move. Uh, the next chapter in the book of Jason Royal. Yes, go in Alberta with your brother. Yeah. Oh, Alberta bound, just like the Paul Brandt song. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. What do you? Uh, what brought this on? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it was actually when we we had a poker night, and your brother, we were fucking polluted, absolutely polluted. Yeah. Um, and then your brother called later that night, and it was like we were all down in the basement, just being rowdy and shit. And I was like in the corner talking to your brother, on. Uh, on your phone alone and he like was like so jay listen like would you want to come out to alberta like for the job that i'm doing yeah explained it all to me i was like if that is an option i am 100 percent into doing that and then that night the next morning like that's kind of all i was thinking about that night and for a while for well it's a a big big decision right yeah you want to weigh that uh yeah yeah pros and cons yeah yeah Ended up uh, just keeping in contact with them, and like it ended up being a thing. Like it started very slow. Um, like yeah, it's still on the table. Like if you want to come do it, come do it. It's here for you. And then it became like send me a resume, and like just talking more about the job and b- projects they've been doing because it was very much a startup company. Yeah. And uh, then it became like me sending him my resume and a cover letter, and then. Couple days later, he called me. It was like, so yeah, I beep sent boop, my boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring, bring. Hello, got a call. He sent it in to everybody. It was like, yeah, that's cool. Bring him out and stuff. So late August, it's looking like it's a real thing. Awesome, exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, very exciting. You're, I'm uh, super excited. I love how you got some pot plants growing that you won't even be there for the harvest, but that's uh, we'll be there, brother. Yeah, you'll be there. I'm gonna hire Zach, I think, to come and harvest them. Yeah, there you go. We agreed before here. Uh, six, wait, one jar per every six jars harvest. And it sounds like you're gonna get over a, a pound of yield from for these plants, right? That's what I'm hearing. This is my first time doing it. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's super fun. They're like my babies. I always uh, come home after work, check on them, give them some water, trim them a bit, and then go about <laughs> my day. But usually I'll sit in the backyard, just drink alcohol, and usually my eyes, uh, like always deter to the pot plants and i just always look at them like yeah. make sure they're safe but there was frost the one night randomly welcome to canada we had what fucking like 28 degree weather beautiful and then the one night it was like m- below zero temperatures yeah frost warning that was like two weeks ago yeah yeah and i was polluted drunk at uh, my buddy's place and i wasn't at home <laughs> and uh it was like i gotta get fucking home like, I got to take these pot plants inside. And so I called my roommates. It's like getting no response. I called them like five times each, probably. I think I think it was two, actually. But, 
uh, none of them picked up. So then I get home and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, forget about it. It'll be fine. Just fell asleep. I was too polluted drunk. Um, <laughs> I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive home. <laughs> couldn't drive home just to take my pot plants inside. Got home in the morning. They were inside, and I was like, "If there is a God above, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ." Because I didn't even send them a text. I just called them. So they just like intuition. They got two yeah missed calls. It was like. You know I don't what know what's means. going through their mind. The plants need watering. <laughs> Hydroponic. But then I got home. He's like, yeah, man, I thought you were fucking in trouble. I was like, you thought I was in trouble? I didn't even get a response. I didn't get a call back or like a text back or anything. I just got up. Like, what do you mean? But uh, yeah, no, he brought the plants inside and was like, just thought it was weird that I called him two times. But he thought he had like an intuition that yeah, no, definitely, it was the pot that's... plants. But then he's like, I was like, I hope Jay's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good that he he cared enough to do that and had yeah. the intuition that yeah. you needed the, the but plants they're, watered they're so my wh- babies though so you're wh- what are they what are they called you got names for them no they have tags in the soil the ones like gpmi and gpmi that's, that's the only one name. i can remember because there's two of them it's like elon musk's it's literally name. just gpmi <laughs> on like one of those plant tags that go in the ground yeah, I don't know. I don't name them. It just say it's just like one's UTI, one's HIV, one's HPV. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm smoking this and I'm getting a weird itch. And I like rash. the I like the AIDs. AIDs. Yeah. AIDS. Oh, I like the <laughs> <laughs> I like the AIDs. <laughs> yeah. Live Aid. I thought you meant Live Aid, like Bob Geldof, fucking Bob. Yeah, Geldof. I like them live too. I like them live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like AIDS on rerun and live. It depends. <laughs> I'll take it either way. <laughs> covers. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> covers. <laughs> covers. Brought to you by AIDS, the cover band. <laughs> but yeah, man. Love growing pot. First time doing it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's good to have a hobby, man. It's good to have something to keep you busy and something you get something out of. Like you're literally yielding over a pound of marijuana, of indica and sativa. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the strains are, but yeah. Over a pound, I think for sure. Yeah. But again, I won't be here to harvest it. So someone's going to have to drive over a pound of weed across Canada. I'm going to, I'm going to fly with a pound of weed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tape it to myself. (laughs) What is that? It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> just go skydiving and be like, no, no, no we're going to keep going for a bit. Just yeah. keep on going. It's fine. We're going to Fort Mac. <laughs> so keep her going. <laughs> Hope you've got f- reserve fuel tanks. Yeah. You just jump off with like four backpacks attached to you. Four duffel bags for yeah. a pot. I'm going to call, no, I'm going to, I'm going to call uh, Justin's old colleagues at the CBSA, tell them there's s- suspicious plants in my backyard. <laughs> going to get a full on raid of the house. <laughs> I think you're legally allowed four in Canada. Oh, you are? Fa- fact check me on that? I think that's correct. Thank you. So I got nervous for a bit there because like Frankie said she only grew one last year. Yeah. But I mean, I think you can grow four. Yeah, I mean, you can. You tech- can. You legally. Can, in Ontario, you definitely can do four. Per household. Yes. Yeah. Why? So that's personal consumption? Yeah, that's a, recreational consumption. It. But it's over a pound of weed. You can't sell it. Who the fuck's smoking like Tommy Chong couldn't smoke did you say, that? In a year. Did you say, did you say you can't sell it? <laughs> that is correct. Not in Ontario. You sure can't. Uh, well, yeah. You can, but not. That sounds like that sounds like a challenge. That sounds like a challenge. 
Someone tells me I can't do something, I kind of want to try to do it, you know? Sounds like a challenge. It's in my nature. <laughs> let's test Let's test this system out. Yeah. See if we can't sell it. Was uh, You're telling me some guy trying to buy weed off the streets not going to come to you and be like, Hey man, is this illegal weed? Or is are, you, it? are you licensed? <laughs> are you licensed? Are you yeah, just man. growing four plants and selling weed to me, man? Or like, <laughs> you, you'd have to tell them because like it's the cop rules, right? If you're a cop, you cop gotta rules. tell them you're a cop. You, you gotta, gotta tell me you're a cop. You gotta tell them. It's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to waste your time. He's <laughs> uh, just. He's just got a bodega on the corner <laughs> of the street. He's just selling the weed, but it's he hasn't cut it or trimmed it. It's just fucking bushels. There you go, man. It's DIY weed. You gotta cut it yourself. <laughs> oh, fuck. What if you? I think I think we should take the entire yield and make one giant fucking edible out of the entire yield. Like, whoa! What's the biggest pizza they've ever made? I don't know. In the world, isn't that Guinness Book of World Records? Like in diameter, probably like four miles in diameter, I would say. Well, we should Let's make like up. it was four off. Miles a... is pretty <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it took up like it took up like half of fucking uh, Naples. You Come could, off you of it. You can buy an eighteen dollars slice of pizza in Hamilton that's four feet long. Four feet long. Yeah. Four feet for a pizza. A slice of pizza. How the fuck? Yeah. Okay, the largest pizza in the world. Clocks in at twenty six thousand eight hundred and thirty three pounds. Wow! It was one hundred and twenty two feet and eight, eight inches. What in the diameter. fuck? A hundred feet in diameter. How many pepperones on that thing? Holy fuck! That's a football field, isn't it? No, this yard. Aye, 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 Christopher. I leave you alone in the shop for three days. This is what you do? Come on, what's the matter with you? <laughs> That's like two two transport trucks, trailers. I'm a little disappointed that they did diameter, this in 1990 right? and no one has tried to beat it. 53 foot Since trailer. Well, who who's got that much fucking them who's got that big diameter. an oven? How do you even cook it in uh, sardellas in what is it? Norwood, South Africa? What? Sardellas. Did they cook Shout it in the sardellas. Sun? Sardellas. <laughs> How do they cook it? Uh, what do you mean in the in an so, oven? Oh, uh, it looks like a, How the biggest conveyor belt you've ever seen. <laughs> where, did, where did they get this oven? <laughs> guys, guys, go Google Sardellas right now. Uh, <laughs> holy oh, fuck. This is <laughs> fucking huge. It's like an industrial-sized <laughs> building just for an oven. They, <laughs> yeah. They could have closed off Chernobyl with this thing. This is so They could have ended apartheid, and then they were look like, no, up. we need this oven. Whoever's listening, <laughs> look this up, please, because I can't see right now. What's it called? Sardellas? Sardellas. So Sardellas. It's, a, it's a full parking lot with like <laughs> hockey boards around this pizza and cr literal cranes, like... Raking the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got machines. Fuck this. Do, they, do you think they did this like all at once? How did they? I, I feel like you'd have to to, to get it even cooked, right? So they are we looking at like the world's biggest pizza stone? Like, did they cook it out in this parking lot? I don't get it. <laughs> that blacktop's hot. Yeah, they probably yeah natural convection. Mm -hmm. There you go. But like, and you'd have to get like, like yeah, that could feed like how many like eight hundred and fifty people. I can't find this picture. A lot of pigeons. A lot of pigeons. Carrier pigeons and home pigeons. Are so, you on like sardellaspizza.com? Jay, swing back here quickly. You gotta see this. In oh, fuck. Yeah, I gotta just, see yeah, it. Yeah, just come to like... It's this, killing me. Yeah, but besides, besides like pizza... This is just besides incredible. pizza, I want to give a... I want to give a plug to Rosie's Burgers. I got a... Got a nice Rosie's Burgers sh shirt on. They're a burger spot. Uh, Holy fuck! Buddy of mine <laughs> open. What? 
the ship come off of it? That is huge. 26,000 pounds. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Sorry, Q. Bring us back to Rosie, buddy. Bring is it? Can I? Rosie. Yeah, is I'm, I got my. Do I have the floor now? <laughs> the. Uh, Sound check. That, that gong means it's your turn. It's gong. Baba booya. Baba booya. Rosie's. Baba booya. Baba booya. <laughs> you seen funny people? It's fucking Eric Bana, I think. Is is a uh, Leslie Mann and Adam Sandler, right? Like George Simmons. He he's staying at her house trying to trying to bang her while the husband's away in 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 Asia on work, and he comes back, and he's like, George Simmons, ah, oh, you're a funny fucker, you're a funny bro. <laughs> and then he's like, Baba Booya. <laughs> he's like, a what? Baba Booya. Baba Booya, Baba Booya, Baba Booya, and it's like he's saying hello in some weird Cantonese dialect. He's like, "God, oh, George, you don't know this this language. You ever never traveled before, mate?" Fuck. And they're That's watching weird. Aussie Rules football. Aussie Rules football, it's a bit like he, rugby, isn't it? Yeah, but he's like, he's giving the best commentary. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you got your big fuckers and your little fuckers, and watch this bang. Your big fucker hits a little fucker, gets the ball, and fucking scores. Fuck." That's all he says. That's funny. It's the worst. It's the worst recap. It's the worst way to watch a sport. Someone, an Australian guy, explaining it to you like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but back to Rosie's Burgers. Yeah, shout out to them. I got their got their shirt on. Just the classics. Just the classics. Rosie's Burgers. They're in. Uh, they're on Lakeshore Lakeshore Boulevard. And uh, go online. Go on Instagram. Rosie's Burgers. And yeah, they got a second location <laughs> opening up. Uh, Queen Street West in Portland in Toronto, so big uh, downtown there. So yeah, opened really up late, late COVID too, right? Yeah, they during restrictions. Yeah, they shit. they literally yeah, yeah. did this during not COVID. late COVID. I yeah. guess it doesn't that doesn't. No, make sense. no, yeah, late restrictions. Late restrictions. Yeah, <laughs> everything's opening back up here in uh, Ontario, Ontario, Ontario Ontario, Canada. It's great, Ontario, by the way. But yeah, depends who you are. It depends who you are. Who you <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's good to have. It's good to have a couple of libations on a patio in the sun. You know, it's, I miss that. Yeah, government regulated though. Government regulated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. Um, I've been tipping good. Been tipping really good because you gotta. Everyone better be tipping good, or if not, good I'll find you. out. Before COVID though, you tip good too. Yeah, but I'm tipping even better than that. You gotta. Even better. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, the pizza place the other night was like, whoa. Yeah, that was a drunk. That was a drunken. I tipped. I what tipped, do you mean? Is a, I yeah, tipped thirty percent on the bill, and then I tipped him ten dollars cash on top of that. And it was a lot of pizza. Yeah, it was pretty good. New Orleans. <laughs> it was yeah. alright. It was cold because they had to ship it from the bayou, right? Yeah. <laughs> Out in the yeah, New or- New Orleans. Were we were we listening to today, or we were listening to them the other day? The Yardbirds. Who was in the Yardbirds again? Keith Ralph. Keith, Keith Ralph. Ralph. And but it was also Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page was in it. Uh, Clapton was in it before Jimmy Page was. So Jimmy Page replaced Clapton. Yeah. And then after Clapton, or after Jimmy Page was uh, Jeff Beck, I believe. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's like the Yardbirds just kind of died off. No. Pun intended, because that yeah, guy actually yeah, died. Keith, Keith, Keith Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> Keith Ralph. Listen to this. Listen to this. Keith Ralph was their uh, guitarist. He he died at the age of thirty three, May twelfth seventy six. But he literally 
he literally was playing the guitar. Ralph died in the basement of his home in 1976 at the age of 33 from electrocution while playing an electric guitar. <laughs> what a great death for a That's rock perfect. musician. Yeah, that is the ideal way to die. And, and his family... You, do, you died doing what you love. And literally. his family found him and they were like, oh my God, Keith. And yeah. he ralphed. <laughs> Keith Ralph. Good one. But that would be terrible to see, obviously. Yeah. But that's a cool way to go. It's probably you, the way he wanted to go, to go out, right? He probably wanted to die playing the guitar. I don't know. How do you electrocute yourself? Was he in the bathtub? Fucking with don't know. Never done it. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to picture that. He in was head. in the basement. Do you usually have bathtubs in basements? This was 76 in England. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask my dad. He was he was alive in England. Yeah, yeah. Show it to Kev. Big Kev, Blackpool, England. Grew up till he was sixteen, I think, in England. Yeah, and then moved back here. Well, you were telling me a you were telling me a great story. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we can. So, where'd you do your homework when you were in grade school? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to disclose the place. No, don't. A pub in Kitchener. So, so you were like 11 years old? Yeah. Yeah, at a bar with my father. I grew up at this bar. Like, it was great. And that's, it's not, it's bad to say, but like, I don't know, that's just what it is. That's how I grew up. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of interesting growing up with a bunch of drunk old men at a bar. Because it was, <laughs> it was always the regulars. Like, this is like your classic, like, cheers bar. Yeah. Norm and kind of Frasier and yeah but it would get a bit rowdy especially for a little kid like me but all the bartenders would know me and they'd usually like take care of me and keep an eye on me and stuff which was nice do you ever see any any bar fights no uh yeah not fights not full they usually go outside and stuff i just kind of like stay inside like what the fuck is happening <laughs> back to your coloring book jason <laughs> no a lot of it was there was this screen there was like a touch screen um you play a bunch of games like I don't know, and fucking, ladders, yeah, Nazi. Tetris, whatever. And my dad would always give me coins and I'd go up and play. Or pool, too. I grew up playing pool. Billiards. Played a lot of pool with a lot of drunk guys before I was like 15 years old. That's probably why you're so good at pool. <laughs> Not that good, actually. Well, don't practice pool. enough. You were in a pool league. I wasn't a pool league. I was, I was, I'm like, okay, at pool. Yeah, if I want to play, I can play. Like, yeah. But if I get too drunk, it's like, yeah, fuck. Like, that's like anything. That. That's a good, that's a good point. That's like anything when you get too drunk. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good times. Like, I look back on it now, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking shitty. But then I'm like, you know, it is what it is. That's kind of like what made me who I am today. Yeah, it was a part and of And I, for, I have the utmost forgiveness for everybody because lo love takes over in that sense. Love my father to death. He's a great father. He'd never done me any wrong. Yeah. And he's made me into the man I am today, in a sense. Now we're just like really good friends. And like, I don't know. We just, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. Because yeah, you usually cool you'd dynamic. be like, if you had something like that in your life, usually you're like resenting them and like you hate them. And you never talk yeah, to them again. And it's it like, I don't understand. I, I, me personally, I would never to anyone really. Like, I don't hold that much. No, you just, you just don't the, have that those, in you. That those grudges mean, over yeah. anybody. Like, <laughs> everyone deserves forgiveness to a certain extent, obviously. Like, if someone is constantly fucking you around. For the wrong reasons, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to kind of disassociate myself from you. But, like, I don't know. If if, you, if I can truly feel that you're, like, genuine and, I, like, I can show that compassion towards you and love and trust and faith yeah. in you, then, yeah, fucking right, I'm going to forgive you. There's no problem. Yeah, it speaks to your emotional intelligence. Um, 
that's one of the first things to notice but you're you're not good at reading you're good at reading people but more so when you meet someone you like understand how to relate to them really fast just on how they conduct themselves non-verbally like you don't have to hear them talking you can be like oh they're they're acting this way so i know how to tinker my opinions and stuff towards them it's something i notice as a third party watching you talk to people yeah that's a good point i i do take pride in that like it's i think it's a certain adaptability and being very like having that sense of humility in your life like i don't know no just like it is what it is go with the flow it is what it is whatever's out of control you can't control so why the fuck bother why stress yourself out about it wherever you go there you are (laughs) (laughs) wherever you go there you are. That's J- a good point. Because that's off of like uh, some martial arts expert. Like Bruce, you just said Bruce that. Bruce Lee. No, it wasn't Bruce Lee. It was, I can't even think of the name. But he said Steven that. Steven Seagal. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Steven Seagal. Look up the quote and see if you can find who did it. Who said it. Sun Tzu. Because <laughs> it's everywhere you go, there you are. And he says, like, people always think you need to go and escape somewhere to like be free and like find yourself but but he's arguing that's, the opposite it doesn't it makes sense obviously like yes you need to get away and be free and have that sense of like independence and like you're alone and it makes you feel very strong and you have to be self-confident mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like why can't you feel that when you're at home and just in your regular routine like everywhere you go there you are like you're still you in yourself. It doesn't take like outside experiences sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck, I feel like I'm talking to Zach Lover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Love how deep. Uh, love how deep into. St- uh, you guys are very similar in that way. Uh, you and you and Z, you get deep into stuff, and then you are good at relaying it from your brain out into your mouths verbally. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Unless it's blocked by something. Hey yo. yeah we were um we we did margaritas a lot oh guys pricks these margaritas i made last night i'm not trying to toot my own horn or squeeze my own lime but squeeze my own lime they were pretty good margaritas they were fantastic also i live with quincy i'm quincy's roommate we used to be roommates before oh my god they were roommates (laughs) they were roommates (laughs) fuck i miss vine two guys doing a podcast six feet apart because they're not gay you remember that vine (laughs) free shavaka do (laughs) there's so many i could go on but i'm not gonna that's wasn't a big viner yeah but uh no we used to be roommates three months before after we met each other we were roommates for the first time. Excuse me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But that's easy. We just made uh, eye we contact. Just, we made eye contact. <laughs> and now we're roommates again, reunited, Full and it circle. feels so good. Yeah. Full circle. But yeah, we made marks last night. You made marks last night. I was I was shaking up the killer. Yeah. And Frankie was helping you along. Yeah, she got me. Uh, yeah, she got me the recipe. Yeah, I have a really newfound respect for anyone doing bartending, though. <laughs> no shit, it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know how to cut the lemons right the first or the lime. Was it lemon or limes? Lime? It was limes. I didn't know how to cut these limes. I said eighths, and eighths. you just and I just I cut go- it in I half immediately. In. <laughs> walked in, and I don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You're cutting in like sixty fourths, <laughs> like sideways vertically. I can't believe people let me have knives in the kitchen. <laughs> I trusted you. Got to put guards on it. 
But it was really good. Yeah, the salted brim. Put it on ice, poured it over ice. Wish I would have brought I wish I would have brought something on the rocks today. I love that in your ears, that ice clanking sound. Jump we, we're like uh, <coughs> we're like hearing aids. We're like hearing aids. We're just in these people's ears. <laughs> Whether they want it or not. Hearing aids. Hearing aids, yeah. Hope we don't need those anytime soon. Mom works for a hearing aid company. Yeah, what are they called? Can we shout them out? No, I don't. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's okay. What? Did you say something? Pardon? What? If I was your mom at work, I would just, on every conference call, what? Did you say something? <laughs> what? Oh, so, oh, sorry, I didn't have my hearing aids in. <laughs> my mom doesn't I have hearing them. aids. I know, I'm just a joke. She works out of here. It was a terrible joke. But. Yeah, it was pretty weak. Huh? <laughs> they just go into the office. She goes You're into the office. Terrible. Co- it's at, the volume's at like a million everywhere. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> You're terrible. You're a terrible comic. I know. There's I still say, do it. I'm what? a glutton for punishment. <laughs> You're a terrible comic. What? What? You're a terrible comic. No, I heard you. It was just really mean. Yeah. <laughs> that cut deep. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny, though. The I love the amount of jobs out there. Like, you could just name something, like like pigeon trimming. I bet you someone has a job doing that somewhere in the world. Yeah, 100%. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I rile up wild pigeons in Central Park, and I give them hair. <laughs> it's like, wow. And it's like, yeah. Wouldn't put it it's, it's like some guy named Terry. He's got, like, corduroy pants on, like a button-down Tommy Bahama. <laughs> and he's got a visor on, like a golf visor, but he's not golfing. It's like, okay, man. And it's like, yeah, you know what they say? You do what you love. You never work a day in your life. It's like, <laughs> bro, you trim pigeons. They must shit all over you. <laughs> but hey, tweets their own, right? Yeah. Well, it's like pigeon racing. That's a thing. Pigeon raping? Racing. Pigeon racing. Yeah, not raping. I was going to say, that's a, that's a weird job. How do they advertise? I don't know if you, I don't know if that's ever possible. Like, I guess it would, I don't know. I guess you can rape a dead pigeon because as soon as you inserted your penis inside of a pigeon <laughs> I think that thing would fucking die not my penis I would be, I'd, it'd be okay it'd be walking around, it'd be flying around right after pigeons aren't like the biggest of birds are they are they dirty birds like are they, are they dirty birdies <laughs> like if you were gonna have sex with a bird what would be the most cleanly bird like a like a parrot like a real macaw or whatever I don't know it's a good a good point because I've always thought all birds are dirty chickens fucking terrible <laughs> yeah you used to fucking work at a place yeah and we built chicken hearsts <laughs> essentially it's a chicken transport hearsts. trailer that transports chickens from farm to slaughter so like but these were like the Mercedes Benz of chicken hearsts let's <laughs> not get this twisted because we we were like well renowned and uh, all the trailers you would have well world renowned world renowned renowned say it slow with me jay world renowned yes we were world renowned (laughs) sorry we were nationally renowned is that fair is that a good word yeah yeah because just in canada i think well actually we all we did all north america okay yeah yeah. did a bunch of big uh meat suppliers in america like big big meat suppliers uh I'm not going to shout out any names, but... Tyson Foods. <laughs> there we go. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wayne Farms. 
But uh, so these were like the Mercedes Benz of these trailers. Like they had everything. They had vents and like fucking fans in them, making sure all the chicks were cool or chickens were cool. So they were comfortable. Because there was a law, I think. It was 94% of your, uh, what do you call the live livestock? Livestock. I guess it's still livestock. Livestock needed to be alive upon arrival at the slaughterhouse. Oh, okay. And if it wasn't that percentage, you'd get a big fine. Yeah. So like your trailers <laughs> had to take these chickens like distance and safely. Yeah. So that's kind of like where we came. A very niche market. Very niche. Like they make uh, probably like 80% of all these trailers. In circulation? Like I would market? say. Wow. It's a lot. Like it's everywhere. Um, and they do other just standard units too, not yeah, actually yeah. like live poultry. Such a niche, um, niche, yeah, nerd niche thing. Yeah. And then, uh, but we get trailers into repair. <laughs> Fuck. Like chicken shit everywhere. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. You'd see chicken feet in the crates and stuff and like... Jeez. Oh fuck! You're making, it was Zach, you're making Zach hungry. It was bad, but like I don't know. It's you, I always went into work like you got a job to do, and I just do it. And I had fun doing because I was welding. Like that's what yeah, I love to do. That was the, my passion. That's where, you found, your that's love where for I found my love for welding after like a very rough point in my life. And uh, my buddy just offered me the job, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" Went as a general assembler. Like asked, "Hey man, I'd like to weld. <clears throat> like this is interesting." Can you teach me to my one buddy, Travis? Shout out, Travis. Shout out, Travis Higginson. <laughs> Higginson. Yeah, great guy. Uh, showed me how to weld and kind of was like my mentor through it all because he was a lead hand there. And uh, I lived with him for a good... In the Sol, yeah. Yeah. It, you can have it all in Ingersoll. The Fifi's. Yeah, with the Fifi's. The fucking idiots from Ingersoll. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a good time. It was like a lot of fun. And... Uh, I don't know. It's just taking me to every to where I am right now. Like I got this job at where I am now. Yeah. Uh, not even knowing because it's TIG welding. For all of you who don't know what TIG welding is, it's just there's different types of welding. Explain that if you don't mind. TIG, TIG welding. Uh, it's hard to explain without these hand gestures that I'm doing. <laughs> but basically you control your heat with your foot. You have a tungsten tip that creates the heat and arcs it against the metal and pulls the metal, melts it. And then you have a filler rod with your right hand and you're basically creating beads with your foot and both of your hands. Okay. And that's your weld. It's like very artistic and very... Uh, it takes a lot of uh, more, practice to do. It's more f fine welding. Fine art, 100%, yeah. You wouldn't do like thick steel welding. Gotcha. Yeah, you do like Thinner thinner metal. stuff, yeah. Very fine art, like stainless, it, when it looks really nice. Yeah. If you again, if you don't know what welding is, you wouldn't even notice the stuff. But it's very like fine art, and you notice when it's TIG because it looks just like it looks nice. Yeah. I don't know. It looks smooth. I, I got I got I a could bit. nerd out over welding bit. all the time. I got a bit for you. Uh, gonna gonna look for a female welder on Tinder and take her on a date, and then we'll go back to the bedroom. And before we start doing the hanky panky, I'm gonna pull out my anal beads, and she's just gonna. She's going to come. She's like, I love beads. Oh, my God. That's such a good bead. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, could work. Yeah. Could work. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry to interrupt. And then, so, that was <laughs> that was TIG welding? TIG welding. And then what's MIG? MIG is wire-fed. So, instead of feeding it with one of your hands, it's fed through the machine. Is that also called stick? N uh, no. Stick is different. Oh, sorry. 
sticks where you attach electrode to a piece of rod, and that's what you push okay. into your steel. Cool. Essentially, it's hard. Again, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I know. I like. I like. <laughs> no, I like. That's that's my favorite thing. Hearing auditory explanations of complex stuff that you you have to be there in person for. Yeah, I like that. But it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like it. Very. Uh, I don't know. Happy where I've come. You're happy anywhere. Usually, you're like, you're like me. You, everywhere you, got that, you go, you got that, <laughs> there you are. Yeah, you got no. You're like me. You got that uh, constant optimism. Yeah, optimism is key, man. Yeah, mindsets. Mindsets. Seventy percent of it, I think. Yeah, I Going like in to, with the cool head. Even if you're doing something terrible, it's like, yeah, this is terrible. The way I look at it, yeah, this is terrible right now. What I'm doing, but it's like when I look back in the grand scheme of my life, this is just three hours of my entire life it's like it's not that bad I'll, I'll remember the good stuff more than this one bad occurrence that's just the way i look at it exactly exactly that's a good point it's like i don't know what's said is said and you're trying it's to funny. and you try to find the humor in it maybe that's just the comedian in me i love finding the humor and the best the funniest stuff i think i try to develop is from the darkest times in my life yeah Dark I, times in your life are great. Nothing better than when something's really <laughs> serious and you tell a joke that's timed poorly. That's true. I mean, you don't always have to tell jokes, though. Yeah, but but that's, that's to, just how to I even cope. talk about it, to have that sense of like confidence to talk about it is great. I I find at least. I don't know. It's it's just like there's something to say about the comfortability to have like to talk about shit that's happened in your life and where it's brought you today. What's off the top of your head, what's the what's the weirdest moment of your life? Like the not the darkest, but just the weirdest. The one time you look back and you say, "Man, I definitely would have done that differently." Ten times out of ten. <laughs> put you on the spot. Yeah, really put me on the spot. Uh, fuck. Uh, oh, fuck. Don't know. Don't know. Well, I no. Like things I would have done differently. I don't. I don't usually like to think like that. I know that's uh, I know that's why. <laughs> you ever been arrested? Because I take everything as it You've is. Never been arrested. Never been arrested. Should have had been arrested. Yeah. So how did you get out of that one? That was, yeah, that was a scary experience. Tell us from the start. But I I got off. So I went. Uh, I was <laughs> coming home from pe- teaching power skating, and uh, no, I wasn't going home. I was going straight downtown. Uh, to meet people to sell them drugs. Nice. What were you, what were you, <laughs> what were you selling at the time? Uh, cocaine and Molly. Nice. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot on me, especially in my jacket pocket. Had most of the Your bags. Best pocket, yeah. And then in, in the back of the car as well, and got pulled over for speeding. Like like speeding, speeding like ten over, fifteen over. It was. I think it was twenty two over. Uh, I was close. I was really close to downtown. And he pulls me over. And like at this point, I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. But like I just got pulled over for speeding. So maybe I'm not. Were you, were you getting high? Like I was high? in this weird limbo. Were you, were you high at the time on your own supply? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Come on, man. Biggie told us. <laughs> never get high on your own supply. Yeah, but that was like I've been in a cocaine binge for like a good year and a half. Oh, that's a nice bender. And then started uh, started selling for the one buddy. Like I would just pick up large quantities and stuff. Yeah. For my own personal preference because the financials worked out 
for whatever <laughs> I reason. I crunched the numbers and <laughs> selling white. Yep, this is fiscally. Good but for me. yeah, in the end, I ended up losing a shit ton of fucking money from the start. Uh, <laughs> terrible point in my life. Uh, but yeah, he, I got off Scott. He's like, well, he gave me a ticket because I was like talking to him. I was like, fuck, I thought this road was fifty. He's like, no, no, it's a sixty. So I was doing seventy-two. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, pulls me, like, right away, I saw the lights blink, and I was like, like, before I even passed the car, the, it was a van, I think, and then uh, like I was a, like, okay, I'm going to pull over, because I was going too fast. It was a white van, like an Astro van. I think it was Jesus driving that Astro van. Uh, shout out Mount Joy? <laughs> Mount Joy. Yeah, shout out shout Mount, Mount Joy. Joy. Good band. Great song. Great song, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he pulled me over, and, like, the whole time, my heart's beating out of my fucking chest, like... Yeah. I have so many drugs in my pocket and in the backseat and I'm go yeah. on my way to sell drugs. And then he gave me a speeding ticket and you, that was it. And I was like, <sighs> that's a song. You had drugs in your pocket. And I didn't know, know what, what to do, do with them. them. Yeah. The you monks. know who sings that one? Anyone? The Monks. Bad the monks. Habits. Good, the monks. good album. <laughs> that's great. That's a good story. It's amazing how fast you go into reserve mode when you see the cherries in the rear view mirror when they when they light you up it's like okay here we go yeah crazy but that's the only experience i've had with like cops essentially i got i got yeah. one should not probably shouldn't tell but it's statute of limitations that's okay. fine we're so i was in toronto <laughs> uh i was in toronto with a couple buddies a couple pals and i drove there after work <clears throat> and we were driving went out and i i i made the decision i was like oh i gotta drive because I got to work in the morning. I got to be back in town to work for seven. And the next thing you know, it's like 10 o'clock and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. But I was like, I, I can't stay in Toronto. So then Buddy was like, oh, you can stay at my house in Toronto. But it's on the other end of Toronto. And uh, we're not taking the subway. Like, you're, you're, you're not going to take the subway to my house. Because I am not. I don't have a car. I'm not driving you back or something. Right. And... Uh, and and that's never mind. I'm not telling this story. The ending is terrible. <laughs> no, it's so illegal. It's so illegal what I did, and it's very no. It's really bad. I'm not, oh, you didn't get caught for it. I know I didn't get caught, but uh, should have got caught. Yeah, should have got caught. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's a cliffhanger. That's a prickly cr- cliffhanger. That is a huge cliffhanger. I Sorry. was getting into no, that. No, I can't. No, I can't. Fuck. I know I say anything goes, but like this one uh, doesn't go. Yeah, this one is. Wow, this is, is that the first one. one that doesn't go? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got lots of stories, baby. What are, else you are want? We, are we, like, drawing the line at manslaughter here? Yeah, like, what I'm is not, going on? I, no, I, did, I didn't... What about you? I didn't, do I, I didn't not know? Murder, I didn't murder or rape anyone. I it wasn't anything murder. serious. <laughs> I didn't... I, sorry, I didn't second-degree murder. I didn't... <laughs> Could have been vehicular murder. The, the crown over here, the crown attorney back there. I didn't no-fully contribute to the death of a, whatever the... <laughs> whatever the fucking second-degree manslaughter... Oh no, Quince! I didn't do that. Okay, good. That's good. No, I just. But if I did, if I did, and I confessed it on here, what what would you guys say? Would you guys turn me in? No, never. I would let the podcast turn you in. (laughs) (laughs) I would let the I would let the pricks do their magic. (laughs) That would be a headline. That's funny. That's funny. I I don't know. I want to hear the story. So we're driving. uh, I'm driving. Uh, and we, we, we got to go home to Waterloo. So we didn't stay in Toronto. Were I you had, all drinking? Uh, we were drinking like okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like fish. Yeah. 
Like we were drinking buckets. They had buckets at the porch for fifteen dollars of whiskey sour, like like, <laughs> like sandcastle buckets. Yeah, so like, awesome. like 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 <laughs> yeah, almost almost like in Thailand those buckets. Sounds what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wilder's got uh, buckets in his sandbox yeah, probably. There you go. Um, yeah, and we're driving. So we're like, yeah, I'll drive us home. Which is the stupidest thing in hindsight. Cause I don't. I don't. You guys driven with me before in the city. I'm terrible. Like. Yeah, and drunk. And, yeah, and I, I can need, imagine. I would have needed fucking like a full body GPS to even. So I'm driving. I turn left onto a street, and I'm driving, and I'm like, well, "That's weird." There's metal. There's metal in this lane. So I'm driving down this lane. That's weird. It's a fucking. What do you think it is? It's a streetcar. Fucking. It's literally. I'm driving in a streetcar lane. I but I'm too far in. There's a fucking median. I, I'm driving down for 400 meters on the streetcar, and this fucking street and. They said something for like 30 seconds, like, Q, 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 this is a fucking streetcar lane. You're a car, not a street. I know you're a car on the street. Like, you're not that kind of streetcar. Like, this is for the fucking, see that wire up there? Like, this is for fucking trains. This is for, they were screaming. I was like, I was like well, are you sure? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was fucking, I was, and I, there was a median. I couldn't fucking. Holy fuck. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so then finally, there was, there was one far away. Like, there was no... I, I wasn't going to get a head-on collision. Yeah. Obviously, the streetcar would have won. <laughs> yeah. There would have been another murder. <laughs> but it was literally... It was literally like... I was like, oh, shit. You know when you're so drunk, you give yourself false hope? Like, yeah, you're doing all right, Prince. Like, <laughs> how bad could you be? And then someone shows you a recording of yourself. It's like, I was fucking... So then there's a break fuck. there's a break in the concrete median so I slip out all all nonchalantly <laughs> and then everything was good. No, there was a cop in the in the other side of the road who saw me blatantly driving down. Did he pull you over? Yeah, he fucking ripped 80 kilometers eastbound, <laughs> turned around. I was at a, I specifically remember this cuz I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, guys, did he see us? Did he see us? <laughs> <laughs> did he see us? And I was like, oh, I think he saw us, guys. Because he went zero He went zero to 90 on this street. It did a UE. I said, fuck. And then <laughs> and then says, Q, you're going to get a DUI. Fake a seizure right now. Fake a seizure. Uh, come on. Yeah. And come get, right off of yeah, it. Yeah, fake no, a seizure. Fake a seizure and pretend to sleep. You didn't. Yeah. I had you to. I would have been in the drunk tank. I had to work the next day. <laughs> what the fuck? But how such, does that work? I don't know how it worked. I don't know if he like if he asked the cops D while I wasn't looking. But Holy literally, fuck. I he, I just I was like like have a seizure while I'm driving or like pull over and have a seizure. He's like no like pretend to have a seizure. So like oh, so yeah, oh my I'm God. so glad like they did. I, w I wonder if we could reach out to get the dash cam footage because I literally I literally was in the car going like this shaking the car shaking the car from side to side and he's like okay pull over and but, but like but like honk your horn honk your horn like lean on your horn like you're asleep on it or something so I literally did that and they, they pulled me and said oh sorry my my friend had a seizure. And he's not even from around here. He doesn't know these roads very well. That's why he was driving on that. He was not from around here. He's the only sober one. Me and are way too drunk to drive, officer. It wouldn't be responsible if we drive. He's never had a seizure before, though. So I don't know to this day, hand to God, how the fuck they bought it. And what didn't, happened? I don't know how they didn't call an ambulance. They let us go. They didn't even give me a ticket. They're like, yeah. Did you wake up? They're like, 
Yeah. Did, when, while he was there? <laughs> I was like a fucking... You know me, I'm like an eight-year-old. Like, I, was like, I was like peeking... Oh, hey, officer. I was, peeking, going? <laughs> I, I was like peeking my head out. Like, I was like out of the corner of my eye. I don't know what the fuck... The, there, maybe there was like a murder that happened two blocks away he had to get to. Because we didn't get it. I didn't get a ticket. So they just left you there? Like, yeah. They didn't head call on the steering they wheel, honking the horn. I'm sorry, officer. No, no he picked me up. He doesn't have seizures often, but he picked just me. yelling over he, the he honk p- of the horn because <laughs> your head's was, resting sorry, on it. That was only for like 15, 20 seconds. Oh, he like okay. picked me up. That's then, so fucked. And then I just... I just like, <laughs> That's I just, hilarious. I just garnered saliva in my mouth and drooled on myself. That's amazing. In hindsight, I should have... I should have got... Joined some, acting school? I should have got something foamy. I should have got something foamy <laughs> to really... Oh, God, with your yeah. fake seizures, yeah. Cindy. I can't tell... Oh, Cindy, I can't feel <laughs> fake seizure. I can't even fell for that. <laughs> Cindy, this, the TV's leaking. This bitch is messing up my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> this bitch wants to roll, Cindy. Is he fucking punching? Oh, the- you want some? Scary movie two or three? Three. Regina Hall, I think. Now who the is. fuck did that? Cindy, Cindy, this bitch messed up my floor! Cindy, your TV's leaking. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, I can't believe that. <laughs> so I just spat out his drink. <laughs> Seven days, but like Martin, seven Martin Luther days? King days, yeah, Martin Luther King day. It's like, oh, <laughs> I I think, oh I'll come over there and murder you right now if you want. <laughs> oh fuck, it's so good. It's so good when they make fun. When they make Cody. fun of. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they make fun of signs. Yeah, it's like Michael Jackson's in the fucking. <laughs> oh. Charlie Sheen. Oh, there's been a terrible accident. Your wife, she's been cut in half or something. Like half down the middle. And then it pulls out a hot dog. S- oh yeah, a sub <laughs> just like splitting in that. And then they start so pulling if, out food. If she split it half horizontally, can I still get in with the bottom? And he brings a donut <laughs> and, and a, a hot, hot dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just go see your wife. <laughs> it's, it's Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Like good Denise Richards. Like she was very bangable at that time. Still is. Not any, oh, I was going to say, Sorry, I haven't seen her. she's not dead. I don't know why I made it sound like she died. <laughs> I haven't seen a photo Honestly, of her now. But. Yeah, just take care of George. Tell him to swing, swing away. away. Swing, uh, Swing like, away, George. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you heard that? What's no, sex. no sex. What? <laughs> what? Oh, so you're, I can't hear you. <laughs> you're speaking nonsense. Shh, just go to the light. Go to the light. No sex. No sex. He's like covering her mouth. Oh my God, it's <laughs> such a good bit. That's a good movie. I'd say the best one, most entertaining for me. I watched one <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. Oh, I already, no, I already critiqued that. It, got, it had. S- Six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What's this? It was with Eddie Griffin. They made fun of my big fat Greek wedding. It was called Disaster Movie. It had who's who's a girl from American Pie who sticks the flute up her pussy at band camp? Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. Who sticks the flute up her? This one time at band camp, I stuck the flute up my pussy. Yeah, that's good. Jason is like something's happening. He's like, this is better than Mom's apple pie. 
<laughs> what do you got, Jethro Tull behind that flute or what? <laughs> <laughs> Ian Anderson? Jethro Tull. Thick as a brick? Great. Thick as a brick. There's a, we watched a concert, guys, everyone watched that, uh, Jethro Tull live at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. This guy is going ham sandwich on the flute. Oh, fuck. And he's wearing a kilt. He's from Blackpool, England. Also where my father was born. Shout out Blackpool, England. And uh, he wears a kilt and plays the rock and roll flute, if that's a thing. I think Jethro Tull made it a thing. Ian Anderson made it a fucking thing. I can't give you another example great, of the rock and roll flute. Great, like, great music. Like, it's the music suits. Every, like, it just fits. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it Whatever right. Whatever the aura in the They have a is. flute in a fucking rock and roll band. You could play his music. Who are you? You could play his music <laughs> at an orgy, at a dwarf convention, at a satanic ritual. Like, it's it suits any mood. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's great. It's fantastic. Jethro Tull. Very underrated for classic rock, in my opinion. Thick as a brick. Uh, speaking of bricks, can we get back to your cocaine selling days? <laughs> Not very big, but like, yeah, small amounts of cocaine I would yeah. sell for sure. Um, but so you got pulled over that one time. Yeah. And so how much how much cocaine personally were you consuming, would you say? Consuming? Yeah. Uh, it got bad. It got to like an eight ball a week. Ooh, that's expensive. Uh, maybe even more because I was doing it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I was doing it just regularly. I was living my own, I was in my second year of college and I graduated on the dean's list, like with honors. I was just like functioning on it, but it got like, I, like I needed it. So I'd go to the washroom a lot. And that's the first thing that I noticed when I was out with a group of friends, I would like constantly go to the washroom. And just do cocaine in the washroom style. Like anywhere Jay, I was. are you okay? You went At to the, the washroom <laughs> 17 times. We haven't even had our apps yet. <laughs> yeah, not that bad. But like, it was like I was functioning on it. And people could tell. It was bad. People could tell. A lot of my friends, all good. A lot of my friends came up to me and were like worried and like talked to me about it. And I was like, fuck, man. I remember me and shout out Brendan Govan. Yeah, shout out to Brendo. Great guy one of my best friends like I love him to death I've known him since grade six and uh there was always points where me and him would just talk and I'd be like high on cocaine and talking about my feelings because that's what I like to do I like to talk about my feelings no not you <laughs> but very emotional and uh I would like be crying I'm like man I need to stop this I need to get my life together like I didn't have a full-time job I was working freelance for a lot of companies doing trying to like do my media career and then it got to a point where I was like I don't know maybe it was the drugs that stopped me from pursuing that but maybe not because I'm very happy with where I am now um but it got to a point where I was like I gotta fucking do something with my life so Bennett offered me a job shout out Bennett Cormier yeah shout out business also a great guy love him to death um one of my best friends as well he got me the job at the chickenhurst mm -hmm. place and well before that he offered me the job like three times before i was like no i'm not no that's fine and then uh i just woke up one day i was like fuck it let's yeah. change my life around <laughs> let's do this started working full-time loved it i was like this is for me man like i'm super passionate about where i am and it's amazing it's it all about like it's usually about the uh, interpersonal dynamics at a workplace for me that I like thrive on and I like love to get away from home and just yeah. go to work and 
see everyone I work with and love them and work hard, work as hard as you can, and you make money, and it's great, and you like feel so accomplished at the end of the day. Yeah, it's amazing what a what a positive group of people at work, like a good work family. Yeah, and That's everyone, I like thank everyone in this world. That's why I have faith in people because <laughs> yeah. they help me to be where I am today. People haven't touched cocaine people, in a while. People in a people while, help. I say a while, but I do it sparingly. Yeah. Usually, when people other people have haven't bought cocaine in two years there you go yeah so it's amazing yeah. it's amazing when you uh how you achieve meaning and purpose look just with the job right it could be any it's amazing how something that seems so minuscule it's like oh it's just a job like i, yeah. I guess i'll do it and then it's it like, could literally be fast anything forward you you snowballed that into all your progressions you've made over the last three years 100 percent, 100 percent. and cool. there's one other guy that we both know and we both love and we're very connected to Mm. But I'm not going to mention his name because I don't know if he wants me to say it. But me and him, man, like, that was a point, too, in my life where it was like, this is fucked. This is absolutely fucked. And we were both talking about this. Like, we can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where we would be like, all right, we need to tell each other when we do it during the week, during a work week. Yeah. We need to be able to, like, openly communicate to talk to each other about doing it. And we wouldn't. We would both go behind each other's backs. And we both knew we were going behind each other's backs. But like we didn't say anything. And then it got to a point where it was just like, fuck, man, we got to do this. We got to get out of it. And it was the best thing for both of us, man. And no. he would fucking preach this to this day. I oh, don't want to mention his name, but I he love him to death. He, 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 gave no, me no, full, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. he gave me full reign, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I would love to hear him talk about it. Yeah, no, we'll yeah. we'll definitely get him on because uh, he's gonna be he's on. Best, he needs yeah. to be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's the best. He was made for a podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry I can't mention his name, but yeah, uh, we, like um, at the end of things, you need your friends around and they support you to the yeah. utmost. Especially your family. My family doesn't know anything about this, so if they hear it. Uh, there hey. you go. <laughs> hey. My mom doesn't like to hear about this stuff because she just doesn't, and that's okay. My dad would be like, "Yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have no way worse." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the um. So then, how do we get to the? Because you've smoked crack once, you said. Yeah. How do we get to that? Was that around the same time period as you were selling? Yeah. And when yeah. you're in college, can you can you tell us yeah. that story? I was in college. I love so, the crack story. <laughs> so actually. Let's add on to my cocaine addiction story. So yeah. first year of college, I was dating my girlfriend from high school, walked in on her cheating on me, and then uh, that broke off. That was five years, ruined my life. That's how I got into drugs. Yeah. Before that, never even did a drug except for weed. I was just smoking weed and drinking beer, or wine or whatever, but never even like gave it a thought. And then after that happened, I was like, whoa, hard into it. Here we go. Nosedive right into the fucking cocaine pool. Nosedive, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, pun very much intended. But uh, yeah, so the crack story. <laughs> I was, uh, I had some coke and I just needed more for a weekend or something. So I asked my buddy who lives just down the street from my parents. And uh, he was like, he was, a, he was a good friend to me, but I would never like hang out with him and his group of friends because that's just it was just weird like the man he smoked yeah, keep medicine. he did a lot of drugs too and i understood that so i asked him if he could get me coke and he's like yeah uh we just need to drive to this guy's place and i was like yeah it's fine so i picked him up and uh, he was at his parents they came from the garage in the back uh with his another another buddy 
that I knew also that hops in my car. And uh, instantly I was like, something's weird, vibes off. Like that something's weird. And uh, he mentioned, I think, I think he mentioned, he's like, oh, we just smoked meth or whatever. <laughs> like casually, I was like, oh, okay. Like we're driving to Cambridge to some guy's house to pick up drugs. And then on the way there, he's like, yeah, so I'm going to go pick up like, I don't know if he said like 400 E pills. Jeez. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, it's just like we're in too deep now. That's fine. Let's keep going. We're already here. Got to the guy's house. And then we, I wasn't expecting to go into the house. I was like, okay, you guys go in. The guy's like, yeah, come on in. Like, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like a crack house. This is a crack house. Walked into like, the crack Like, was the crack house. in the foundation or further up? Oh, further up. Further, oh, so, way further up. Yeah, way further up. It was like standing on the floor. That's where the crack oh, was. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so we get in and we're in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. Let's no. call him D. Oh, we'll just call him D. D. Yeah. What was D cooking in that kitchen? He was the, he was like the, the dude. He was that dude. The guy who was slinging all the drugs. Big fucking dude. Scary don't want to fuck with this guy. Probably like my height, but fucking big. And you do not want to fuck with this guy. Had a lot of dogs, but there's like everybody around there. Then they're all smoking crack pipes and carrying so, on having a party. What's that smell like? Crack? It smells like burnt plastic, kind of. Oh. It just smells like shit. It doesn't smell that good. It's not very yeah. appealing to the nose. But uh, you don't really notice it after a while unless someone like kind of blows it just yeah. right away and you're around. Um at least for my nose, but we were in the kitchen and then, uh, <laughs> this guy, my buddy is talking to D about buying 400 E pills. And the first, at the first thing he said, he's like, so I'm after 400 E pills. I don't have the money <laughs> right now, Wow, I'm but I'm willing to take these E pills and sell them for you. I was like, what the fuck? What What the fuck? You brought me to this guy's house. Like, I'm going to get fucking murdered. You're, yeah, and you're so guilty by association. Yeah, fucking right. So I was being like the biggest mediator in this whole conversation. You know why they call him D? Because he's got a fucking baby's arm. And if, <laughs> and if you don't have money for the product, he's gonna he, rape he rapes you. you to death. Yeah. yeah. No, but so... <laughs> I was like, I was freaking out at this point. And I stepped in and was like the mediator. I was talking shit to my buddy, like my friend. I was like, that's not, that's not what's happening right now. Like, we're not doing this. No fucking way. And then D was like, man, I like you. And was talking to me like, me and him became friends. Me and this guy, this drug fucking Lord D became friends like on Facebook. And that night, I he he got me to drive him to pick up a brick of cocaine. Wow! While my buddy was still at the house. That's amazing. And then we drove back, and he gives me coke, some coke. Did and you then see the brick? He pulls out. Yeah. Is it like a yeah. little brick on the house? Like is yeah. It, that's fuck. That's a lot of. That's a lot of. It money. was a lot of cocaine. And then uh, he holds out a bag of weed, like after he hands me a bag of coke, because that's what I came for. That's all I wanted was a bag of coke. Right. That's it. So I got that from. Him. And then he opens up a bag of weed. He's like, stuff, stuff as much in your pockets as you can fit. And I was what? like, fucking perfect. Thank you so much. And left my buddy there. It was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you. But I got this guy on Facebook. And then 
weeks later, I picked hustle. up some coke on him, off of him, because I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And I went over to his place. It was just him and his buddy. And, like, his buddy looked really prestigious. Like, he was wearing a tie and shit. And there was just smoking crack out of a pop can on his couch. Love it. Just them. Just them, too. I was Tuesday. like, what the fuck did I walk into? And then he's like, oh, like, how's it going? Sell me some coke. And then he's like, do you want to try some crack? I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's like five in the after, five in the evening or whatever, 5 p.m. Tried crack. Hung out for a bit. was like... Out of a pop can. Fuck. Yeah, out of a pop can. They, like, pinched it in and then perforated holes. And so what... They'd burn it on a spoon, put the paste on, and Amazing. burn it in. It's like, I don't think that's the proper way to do it, but I was doing it. <laughs> I'm not the crack and expert. I was fucking on crack. Like, it felt like I was on crack. I what drove you... home. <laughs> and fucking... Pa- I passed you out. You drove like... home on crack? Oh, I wish I told that story. <laughs> passed out at, like, nine... <laughs> Nine o'clock at night when I went home. What were home. you driving? The Passat or the... Intrepid. S- Intrepid, yeah. Catch me oh, if you man, can, baby. That car, <laughs> that car came from good stock. That's the a car I got pulled over with drugs in my pocket, too. Yeah. So... But that so happened twice. What did that... <laughs> the smoking crack? Yeah, I did that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I wanted to try it again because I didn't get the full, like, feel of it. And then it was the same thing for me. Like, it just wasn't for me. And I was like, ah. So was it, like, no, intense? this is bad. Is it intense, like... Cocaine. I was, like, super, like... I it was get- like I did, like, 14 lines at once. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, this is fucked. Like, I was just all over the place. For a bit, and then like kind of settled down, but I was like really like twitchy and agitated. Yeah. And driving, I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." <laughs> Come on, man! Driving on the four hundred one was like, "Holy fuck, what am I doing That's with my amazing. life?" But then, yeah, fuck, just turned it around. Here I am today. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's Jay smoking crack for the first and second time. <laughs> yeah, that's ama- That's amazing. Crack, not even three times, just twice, and it's fine. Just, just fine. <laughs> just yeah. No, it's it's good to know that because what if you uh, what if you didn't do it the second time right away, and then five years later you had a hankering for crack because yeah. you only did it one time. Yeah, you're like I don't know what it's like again. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to smoking crack. I I don't want to smoke crack, but like, no, you don't. If if you were getting married, <laughs> if if anyone here was getting married and was like, "Hey, you got to smoke," or if if I was getting married and we were at a bachelor party and you had a smorgasbord of illicit substances, I'm not gonna say no. Like I'm getting married. Hundred percent. Would you smoke uh, heroin, opioids? How do you smoke? Can you smoke heroin? Black tar. I don't Black know. tar heroin. I don't know. I don't know either. Any uh, any heroin aficionados in the room? <laughs> you guys ever smoked heroin? No. I know you can snort smack, which is heroin, isn't it? Smack might be meth. I don't know. That's no, smack, smack is, is heroin. Yeah. That's, uh, is you... that what happens in Pulp Fiction? She thinks it's cocaine, Uma? but it's heroin. Yeah. yeah. It happens in the dirt, too. That's kind of where I oh, learned, I think. Yeah, the dirt. Yes. Where Vince walks in on the band meeting and his daughter just died. And then yeah. he's like, have a line of cocaine. It's I like, thought... Oh, it's smack. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? I just buried my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't know if that's the no. point in the movie. But <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that guy in the movie that... I thought it was... I thought it was made up, but he killed the guy. He was driving in this car and got in a car accident, and this really talented musician from a band died. You remember? And when they're in the Ferrari, they're at the party. Oh yeah. What fuck? He was. It was like a, he was a young guy in the up and coming band. I can't remember off the top of the dome, but 
I don't know. I think Sash is fact-checking. I, I can hear yeah, keys I, clicking. Either that or someone's speaking Swahili back there. <laughs> that's, no, uh, that's amazing, though. Razzle. Razzle. Who's Razzle? The drummer from Hanoi Rocks. Hanoi Rocks, yeah. Who's Hanoi Rocks? Hanoi Rocks. Could Hanoi's. they have been bigger if he'd stayed a lot? I think I thought they were like they were partnering with Motley Crue. They must have been from Finland. Oh, interesting. Interesting because Hanoi is in Vietnam. Yes. I don't so know. does Viet- <laughs> so the question is who rocks harder, the Finns or the Vietnamese? Oh, the Finns for sure. They do. The, the Finns, the Finnish. They have metal bands where they have All like Swedish, fucking no parakeets Finnish. as vocalists. Parakeets? Yeah. Isn't that a bird? Yeah. The, yeah, the metal like rock scene in Scandinavia is crazy. Uh, interesting. Like incredible musicianship. Like, is it a death metal? Is it a lot of like German influence? Like, what's that band? Fucking big band. Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like heavier than that, though. It's. Uh, but is that like Rammstein like, inspired? Because Rammstein is huge. I mean, you couldn't lift it. It's. It's too like heavy. if you took that and then like really intense old like Norse folk music. Gotcha. And then. Gave I guess there's like a yeah. Monomarth. You ever listen to a Monomarth? A Monomarth. No. Cops coming, Jay. Secrets out. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked and oh, raided. coming for Q. They heard the story. I don't do any of this anymore. <laughs> How the fuck did... Actually, I told that story 35 minutes ago. The Toronto Regional Police, yeah. What are you going to do They didn't want to dispatch Hamilton like, this guy's been on our hit list. <laughs> <laughs> We're still doing track maintenance. <laughs> what are you going to do about it now? Uh, but no, I think... Uh, any closing thoughts, Jay? I'm going to wrap it up here. This has been a great chat. Loved... Uh, Love love telling stories with pals, man. That's why I started the, the PCP. Yeah. No, I don't have any closing thoughts, really. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't really. Yeah, I uh, just... Do you have anything else you, you, you want to You must be very clear of mind to, like, tell us everything that yeah. you just did, like, over the last hour, and, like, yeah, whatever. I'm good. I'm, I'm, total, I'm totally clear up here. What, what do you want to know? No, if you ask, I, I will. I, love, I, love I will. Share. That's, yeah, that's amazing. See, I take pride in the clarity in my life too. You're like a lion, so much pride. Yeah, sure. Or a pack. Of, or it's a <laughs> but pack of I always lions. say, like, if you want to know something, just ask. You're an open book. Yeah. I'm not gonna openly tell it to you, but just ask. Yeah. It'll roll. It'll flow. Let It'll it roll. Come out. Let it roll. It's a good way to live. Yeah, that's going to be it for us, guys. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in to another episode of the Prickly Cactus Podcast. Thank you to Jay. Thank you to Everything Hurts for hosting. We'll see you next week. We've got Sue Casa on. We're going to have a little, oh, rap, fuck little yeah. rap stuff. So oh, be a good fuck one. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. Quincy out.